what's up everyone? Welcome to the ongoing coverage of the G1 Climax 32 right here on the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I, of course, am Mr. Warren Hayes and I am thanking you right off the bat, not even giving you time to breathe. You're getting a thank you for listening, pressing play, whether it's on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes where uh, these things appear on demand as video on demand or on your favorite podcast application. Thank you very much. By the way, if you're listening to this on YouTube right now, do consider giving a a, a, a like to the video a subs- and, and a sub, uh, subscription as well. You can subscribe to the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. Uh, that way you won't miss out on any of the coverage because I'm continuing to do this, combining two nights of G1 into one review. You'll get all of these. And if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast application, thank you very much. Consider giving a review on Apple Podcasts, a five-star review. That that you, you that stuff really helps. The tiny little gestures, but help out a great deal. Just like the likes on YouTube or the five-star ratings on Spotify. All that stuff is tremendous and helps out tons. So I am excited that you are here. I am excited that we are continuing down the road of the G1. We are talking nights three and four now. I've started already. I've already done G- nights one and two a couple of days ago, and uh, and now we're going to we're going to go into two very contrastingly different nights of professional wrestling. Let's put it that way. Let, let's get and per usual, you know, I am not going to I'm not going to talk about the undercard, you know, d- despite the fact that I know that there's you know story story elements that get developed there. I want to focus on the uh, I want to focus on the. Uh, uh, on the action that comes from the tournament matches, because there's always there's always stuff to to talk about. But, but let let's go. We're gonna start with night three. Uh, look, I know like this occurred on July twentieth. So from the time that I'm recording, uh, I'm recording this on, on on July twenty third. It's already been like three days since this has happened. And if you are, you know, plugged into any other outlet that uh that follows the G1 that writes up reports that uh, gives uh you know uh I- immediate uh, reactions or whatnot you've probably heard already <laughs> that night 3 was uh was bad and uh and I will confirm to you that night 3 was bad it was a miserable show a miserable night of professional wrestling uh which is I think it's doubly egregious because look everyone can have a bad night right that, that's not fu- that, that's fine um but i think it's doubly egregious maybe even triply egregious in this circumstance because first of all it's the g1 not supposed to be going around having bad nights of pro wrestling on the g1 not this bad like from you know and second of all it's the g1 so the people who are in this tournament should be turning it up. I've, I've got some issues with some people on the, on night three. Issues that were bubbling, that were simmering under the surface. But, you know, I'm not... I like to consider that I give people a chance, wrestlers a chance, that I let you know, it's like, well, we'll see how things go. But then there's there's moments in time. There's things that maybe just flip a switch when it comes to my appreciation or unappreciation of a wrestler. And this happened. Watching this show. July 20, night three, G1 Climax 32. Will go down in infamy. 
started off with a D block match from Yujiro Takahashi. Is that the man? Defeating David Finley. This stunk. It stunk. It felt like a pre it felt like a prelim match. It felt like this was the opener of the evening on any humdrum road to show, right? And that's what makes this unacceptable. I should not be getting humdrum prelim matches when I'm sitting down to watch the goddamn G1. No energy to this match. Felt like there was nothing at stake here. But there was something at stake. Two points. Two points. As I discussed in my review of Nights 1 and uh, one and 2, uh, the points are precious at this point. This is what we're all realizing doing our coverage. We, we, we don't have a full block of 10 people. There's, there's seven guys here. There are six matches apiece. Unacceptable. Commentary was putting over the fact that they was Dave, Dave Finley's, you know, finally his debut. Finally, after uh, after seven years of wanting in on this, he's finally got his G one match. He's finally got his, his G one appearance. His first matches tonight, and by God, it didn't even live up to that hype. And why, do you ask? Because Yujiro's a sack of shit. Because Yujiro doesn't try. He doesn't care. And he won the match. He doesn't give a shit. And maybe it's a combination of what he's supposed, this attitude he's supposed to be, to have because of the house of torture and all this bullshit. I don't give a fuck. But Yujiro Takahashi in this match was a sack of shit. Irredeemably bad. Unacceptable. What are we doing? Going around, getting two-star matches in the fucking G1. I know it always takes two to tango. But if one of your but if your partner doesn't give a shit, how are you supposed to pull anything out of it? This I'm saying it in defense of Dave Finley. But Dave Finley, Dave Finley had, you know is at fault here as well. Bullshit match. Next match we had on the card was Tama Tonga who defeated Chase Owen. So Tama has his first two points of the tournament. This was, it was fine, you know. N- n- nothing to write home about. Definitely not the, 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 um, the sinkhole that was the, the opener. Uh, but, you know, just a, a fine match. Chase Owen side, side Russian leg sweeps, Tomatonga to the barricade, double flying 
uh, flying double axe handle, excuse me, a neck breaker by uh, uh, Chase, who's doing like, you know, old school offense, playing an old school heel role here because Tamatanga explodes then with a lariat, some shots, a stinger splash, back suplex. You know, they're clearly running a, 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 a more traditional uh, more traditional heat spots here that Chase did very well. He hits a sunset bomb into the buckles. Chase does on the floor. He try, he lifts the floor padding, attempts to suplex uh, Tamatanga onto it, but Jado puts the padding down. Tama hits the supreme flow back in the ring. Owens blocks a few gunstum attempts. He eventually... Uh, but we, uh, but, uh, but eventually Tamatanga gets the gun stun for the win. Like, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to parse my, 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 my commentary here properly because I think, you know, this, this wasn't, this was a, it was fine. It was, you know, the work was okay. The work was solid. There's nothing really to complain about. I like Tamatanga, uh, the babyface Tamatanga. I also like I like Tamatanga, period. But I, I but you know, babyface Tamatanga is the more I see him, I think I say this every time, every time he has a match, the more I see his babyface antics, uh, the more it it suits him, the more he's leaning into it, the more it works, you know? Um and I think the audience does too. I think the Japanese audience is really uh is really uh connecting with him. You know, on that front, we'll only really know once they can start cheering again in goddamn September. But uh, I feel there's something there. There's uh, and, and I think Tama enjoys it. Tama Tonga has always had explosive offense. That's the thing. Like, there's nothing he's doing here that he hasn't been doing before in the energy and the delivery of what he's doing. But he's doing it with a lot more panache. And it works, it works more because, you know, now he gets to use it in babyface comeback situations and it, it's just working. It's just working. But, you know, nothing to write home about in this match, you know, f- fairly, you know, well done, fair match. I, but nothing that that rattles the cage and goes, oh, shit, this was, you know, no, nothing, nothing like that. Bad luck, Fale defeated Lance Archer. Can I read you word for word what I wrote? And I'll read you word for word what I wrote in in, in my notebook. Give me a second here to pull it up. I have to turn the pages. This is what I wrote right here. What the fuck is this shit? This was slow. There was no energy behind it. Sure, it was supposed to be, you know, a match of two big guys knocking each other around, you know. But this did not work. Fale ain't it anymore. It j- it's just it's just not it anymore. I, there really was a time, but it it's past now, and it was to the detriment. Of Lance Archer. Now I'm going to retract something that I that I chatted about 
in weeks past, building up to the G1, especially around all the um, the uh, uh, the discourse, the, uh, the the people getting unnerved at the fact that you know there were people like Yujiro in the tournament and Fale and 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 and, and, I, and me sitting here like a big old dummy saying, "Look, someone has to eat the pinfalls, right?" There are people who are going to be in this tournament that absolutely are booked here to to eat the pinfalls. They can't all be, you you can't stack this with, you know, top tier, top lane talent from everywhere else in the world. You just can't. But when I, and we're going to get a a perfect example as to why I'm retracting this when we're going to start talking about night uh, four. When I have guys like Fale, like Yujiro, who are in this tournament and aren't even aren't even arsed to put in an effort, despite the fact that they're there to take pins, or at least look, Yujiro won his match, but you know, I think that's you know, I think that's the swerve, the swerve of the block there, swerve of the evening. Despite the fact that they're there to take pins, they're just cruising through this, giving us bullshit matches, bullshit matches like this one here. I checked it out before coming on, just out of curiosity. I don't necessarily put much stock in, 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 uh, in uh, uh, star ratings for a bunch of reasons, you know, but I do like to check out star ratings just to, you know, get a feel, you know, what are, you know, just to see what other people are thinking, what's going on kind of thing. Dave gave this match star and a half in the goddamn G1. We're getting sub two star matches in the G1. So I apologize for sitting here and going, oh, you know what? Someone has to eat the pin. No, we need people in this tournament who are hungry. And we have people who are hungry. We're going to talk about it once we get to night four. And when we see these people making the most out of their opportunity, and you see these dudes, Yujiro and Fale going subpar, low effort, low energy. I think these bozos should hit the bricks because they're bozos at this point. It's the G1. I got no sense of, no sense of urgency in Yujiro versus David Finley when they should be when they should be working to get their first two points, critical two points in the in the the the, the setup of this tournament. But you didn't feel it. Fale can't work. It's work. He's cooked. We're done. Major thumbs down on this match. And I'm going to tell you how miserable a night this is when you get Tetsuya Naito 
arguably one of the greatest to ever do it. Hiroki Goto, high, you know, a, a guy who can still go when it's time, absolutely is still capable, right there, is able to hang with the big guys. This is how miserable a night it is when these two get into a ring and they do something that is a fun match, but doesn't, can't do anything to take away the stench. The stench. The lingering in your mouth. That was the action that, pre that happened previously in the evening. Imagine Tetsuya Naito in this match can't save the evening. Like I said, this was this was a good strong match. It's fun. I have nothing to like it, it. It was well put together, well worked, good drama. A, a surprise conclusion to the to the match as well. To but nothing. Listless. Brought down. Brought down. Sunk. Because of the holes that were punched in the boat. Previously. Couldn't. This. Couldn't. Couldn't ride. The, couldn't. Couldn't keep the ship. Straight. Couldn't put the hands on the rudder. No matter. No matter how hard you put your hands on the rudder. If the ship is sinking. It's sinking. Goto avoids a Destino, but eats a Spine Buster. He hits a slam and Nushigoroshi. Counters Destino with a Shouten Kai. That's how you know. That's how you know Goto is serious when he starts pulling out Shouten Kai. And he gets the GTR for the win. And I'm out of drink. Fuck! <laughs> Goto gets two points. Naito. 0-1. Let's never talk about night three ever again. That's not true. I'm going to talk about night three in comparison to a couple of things that happened here on night four because we're going to move along to night four. But once we're done, we will never speak of night three of the G1 Climax 32 ever again. Opening match, night four, July 23rd. Block C. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Aaron Hanare. Going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Aaron Hanare here for Zack Sabre Jr. is not a good strategy. It's not working for him. Hanare works his ass off in this match. Strikes, punches, lariats, elbows. Sabre is taking so much punishment. Sabre's on the floor with Hanare. He gets thrown around in the barricades, locks in a triangle choke on Hanare. Hanare then suplexes him on the floor. We're back in the ring. Sabre hits a, eats a berserker bomb. Sabre trying to get after him, trying to get string some kind of offense. Aaron Hanare is absorbing everything. He's absorbing PKs. Then he pops up and hits the rampage in a great spot. Second rope senton. Sabre goes for the Euro clutch, but it's reversed into a full Nelson. 
Aaron Hinare has a an answer for everything. Isn't that Zack Sabre Jr.'s gimmick? Great shit. Zack Sabre Jr. slips out of the full Nelson, and eventually he does win the match with some sort of heel hook, which he has christened the Sunday Rail Engineering Works Replacement Bus Service. Let me say that again. The Sunday Rail Engineering Works Replacement Bus Service. I'm not making this shit up. You can go check it out on New Japan 1972, uh, njpw1972.com.fantastic.match.to.open.it.up.open.up.night.4.already.the.stink.of.night.3.has.been.washed.away.and.i.ll.tell.you.this.is.why.i.wanted.to.wait.till.we.to.talk.about.night.3.again.before.
Huge superplex as well. Yoshihashi goes for karma. It's reversed into a made in Japan. Last of the Dragon by Shingo is reversed into a big DDT by Yoshihashi. Audience is clapping along. If they could have been making noise, they it would be so loud for Yoshihashi at this point. Another karma attempt. It's avoided, but Yoshihashi maintains risk control. And then he and Shingo start laying into each other until Shingo headbutts the shit out of him. Eventually, Yoshihashi hits karma. Can't cover. We get a flurry of strikes by Yoshihashi. Some chops. A mule kick. A destroyer. A brain buster. Goes for karma again? No. Takagi reverses it into a ground cobra, gets the three points, uh, the three count for two points. Now again, I'm going to reach out to the dopes from night three, where we have Yoshihashi, who once again is there to eat the pins. He, I, there is no one in this tournament who works harder for his losses than Yoshihashi. That's his thing. That's his gimmick. He's the perennial underdog. I might, I might do bits on him, you know? I might you know, you know, have a little fun at his expense. But in these, for the past, last, look, his G1 last year was remarkable at how good he was, despite losing, despite having a losing record, which is probably going to happen again this year, but he works hard every time delivers every single time he has great chemistry with shingo that's fine we knew this but there he goes again as tomohiro ishii begins to you know get older and maybe you know is on his maybe his last few g1s tomohiro ishii usually perceived as the guy you know the mvp of the tournament that regardless in whatever match he's in he always delivers he always comes out makes his opponent look good you know he ends up looking great in victory and uh and still and even looks great in defeat as well i think yoshihashi is going to have that spot and let's be honest yoshihashi is not ever going to win a g1 not unless there's like this this unforeseeable turn of events Yoshihashi's never going to win a G1, but the road, the ride to it will be fantastic. This guy has so many G1s left in him, and it's just going to get better. Absolutely going to get better. You're going to tell me the dope's on night three. The dope's on night three. The sack of shit Yujiro. That he's not going to put in the effort? That he's not going to make this happen? Fuck off. Come on now. This is, this is why I mean, this is why I recanted my previous stance. Because the guys who are there to take the pins should be working nonetheless. Because it's the G1. Aaron Hanare, he's got it figured out. He's like, this is... I'm coming in here, guns blazing. Regardless of how Gato is booking me, I'm guns blazing. People are going to remember this performance. And as it stands right now, I'm sitting here telling you guys, Aaron Hanari was in a match that you should absolutely watch this week.
Kazuchika Okada defeated Toru Yano. This was fine, but it wasn't a comedy match, right? It wasn't a comedy match. Yano came out serious, right? He's got his great bash heel t-shirt on and, 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 and a bottle of sake. And he's channeling his old aggressive past here. Because he's, he's fighting his, his leader, his friend, chaos leader, you know. The work was okay, but you knew what the outcome here was. Look, you know, a couple of highlights. Yano went for the count out early because that's how he won on the first night. I guess, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Yano reversing the Rainmaker into the uh, Onikoroshi or the Demon Killer, the kneeling powerbomb was pretty cool. Old finisher. Sake missed, but Yano, he can put uh, Okada away. A good little final sequence. Okada knows the tricks, blocks a low blow, wins with the money clip. And, you know, winning with the money clip at this point, you know, it reestablishes, uh, you know, it makes sure that we understand that they're not in the same lane. You know, Okada did not need the Rainmaker to put, the, to put Yano away. Just the money clip. That's good. Just reminds us. Okada's on another level. Yano is not. It's fine. Fine, fine, fine match. Good little breather to lead us into another great match. Jay White defeated Tomohiro Ishii. And Jay White is... Jay White right now is a blast to watch. It's a blast to watch. Excuse me. Regardless... Excuse me regardless of whether it's his his heel work or his ring work he's just fantastic jay white at first you know he gets gato because ishii's like i you know i don't want anything to do with gato so jay white is like look i'll handle it he gets some chairs from under the uh, from under the ring does white and he brings gato on the other side of the barricades and sets up the chairs and he's like here sit here gato of course that would come into play later when Gato would throw a chair at Tomohiro Ishii while the ref is distracted. Get a butterfly suplex into the turnbuckles by Jay White. Jay White, of course, argues with red shoes throughout the match, which is a, a thing. A power slam by Tomohiro Ishii. Combo shots in the corner. Saito suplex by White and a huge DDT. A gourd buster on the apron and an enormous Uranagi. White works the ribs throughout the match. That's Ultimately, what leads to Tomohiro Ishii's uh, downfall. Huge superplex by Jay White. But Ishii pops up, pops back up, and launches himself at White. And you know, the sell here by Ishii is that he didn't, like, pop right back up from the superplex. He sold it. He's, he rolled around. But then it was like, you saw him as he was rolling around. He was psyching himself up. So when he did pop up, you're like, Christ, this is great. Ishii... One of the greatest sellers of pro wrestling of all time. They even did a tease of the 2020 G1 when uh, Ishii spoiled White's tournament. Gato was up on the, the apron trying to run some interference. Hitting the brain buster, but that didn't quite work out. Instead, we get we get in and out of reversals. A sleeper suplex by Jay White and a sleeper suplex by Ishii. Goes for the brain buster. It's reversed into the Blade Runner. It's academic at that point. No one kicks out of the Blade Runner. Jay White wins another match up to four points. Again, a fantastic match. Nothing groundbreaking, nothing. But you know what? Like, 
White and Ishii always have compelling matches. This was another one of them. I liked it tremendously. I think I, I just liked Yoshihashi and Shingo a little bit better. It could be, and you know what? It could entirely be because of how sour I was at how little effort was put in on night three. And I just come out of a match watching Aaron Hanare leave it all out there in a losing effort and Yoshihashi leaving it out all out there in a losing effort. Maybe that's why I, 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 I'm a little more, um, maybe that's why I'm a little more uh, 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 privy to that match as opposed to the main event because the main event was fantastic. I say, here are, here are my recommendations. You skip night three entirely. You erase it from history. You do the men in black thing so that it can be collectively removed from our minds. Right? But then you go back to night four and you watch night four. You're going to get, you're going to get a, a bare minimum two fantastic matches. You're going to get a really, you're going to get two great matches. Okay, in Shingo versus Yoshihashi and Jay White versus Tomohiro Ishii. You're going to get a great match in Zack Sabre Jr. versus uh, Aaron Hanare. And you're going to get a fun, a completely inoffensive, interesting Kazuchiko Kata Toriyano match that breaks the mold from the usual Toriyano matches as well. A nice little, a nice little breather between two top tier matches. A complete 180. From what night three was, was night four. Night four, highly recommended. So let's talk standings now. Because we've got those. And if you're watching right now on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, you are seeing, you have been seeing the the uh, the standings so far. So we've got in A block, Kazuchika Okada, who has two victories, four points. Uh, Toriyano uh, at two and Bad Luck Folly at two. Uh, you would at this point you could argue that Toriyano is in a worse spot than Folly because Yano is now one and one, where Folly Folly is one and zero. Oh. Lance Archer, Tom Lawler, Jeff Cobb, and Jonah are all still points pointless or have do not have points. They're not pointless, but they don't have points. Tom Lawler though has not debuted yet. As far as B block goes, Jay White is up there with two victories. Tai Chi with two points, tied with Tamatanga as well at, at two. Tomohiro Ishii, Sonata, Great Okan, and Chase Owens all at zero. Uh, Great Okan has not debuted yet, though, so he's uh, he's a zero, but without uh, without any matches. And uh, yeah, so there you go. So that's what we that's what we have so far. Um, Ishii right now in the mud because he lost. He's 0-2. So he's actually worse off than uh, than anyone else uh, in the uh, zero-point category. Not looking good for our boy Tommy. D-Block has Zack Sabre Jr. up there with four points. Aaron Hanare with two. And Hiroki Goto as well with two. Hanare is 1-1 uh, one one at this point. Uh, Goto is... Uh, is uh, is 1-0. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tetsuya Naito, Kenta, and Evil all rounded up at the bottom with uh, zero points apiece. Um, 
And uh, Evil is the only one who has not debuted yet. So his zero points is not because he's lost any. Uh, he's just, uh, th- that's it. He's He just hasn't wrestled yet. And as for D-Block, we've got a four-way tie at the uh, top. The only block so far, Will Ospreay, Juice, excuse me, rock hard, Juice Robinson, Shingo Takagi, and Yujiro Takahashi, the Tokyo Pimp. I can, I can, he's, he's depressed me so much. I, I don't even want to do the bit anymore. I don't even, you know. Uh, they're all tied at two. Yoshihashi, Dave Finley, and El Fantasmo running out the bottom. Um, what is to note here, though, is that Shingo, uh, a little more, in a little more trouble than anyone else, because he is one and one at this point, whereas Will, uh, Juice, and Yujiro have all only had, uh, one match, so far, so they all have those those two points. Yoshihashi, Finley, and Phantasmo uh, all are zero and one. So everyone's wrestled uh, in D block at this point, and we have uh, we have a, a, a some some split um, split times up here, which is ridiculous to see Yujiro. Anyway, um, interesting to see what's going to happen moving forward. Uh, you know, I still think, you know, there, you know, there's a there's there there's a couple of things that I that I talked about last uh, last time and, and on the podcast this week in regards to you know, like I especially when it comes to a block at this point, you know, I think you know, I still think Jonah is you know his tournament is done, but I, I think it's interesting to think about how Jeff Cobb's tournament is going to is going to happen, how it's going to happen moving forward because right now he's zero and one and Okada. Uh, is is two and zero, oh, and Jeff Cobb lost to Kazuchika Okada at this point. So you know Jeff Cobb at this point. Here's like, okay, let me let me simplify my analysis here. I think it is highly unfathomable, uh, highly unfathomable, at this point, that Kazuchika Okada will. It's highly unfathomable that Kazuchika, Kazuchika Okada won't win Block A. I really, I honestly don't. I don't. Uh, uh, he's got. Um, see, he has. Uh, he, just because he's defeated Jeff Cobb, because he's got Fale, Archer, Lawler, Jonah left. I don't like. I think Okada is sweeping the block, and even if he loses a match, he still has the tiebreaker over Jeff Cobb. For Jeff Cobb. To win this block, he has to he has to hope that Okada loses two matches, which I don't think is going to happen. Because Okada is clearly in full uh super powerful rainmaker mode here, 50th anniversary guy, you know. Uh could be, just be because even if Cobb wins every other match and Kazuchika Okada loses one match, Okada has the tiebreaker on Cobb. Kazuchika Okada has to lose two matches for Jeff Cobb to even sit, smell the possibility of a victory because then he has to win all of his matches. So that's very interesting. You know, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if, uh, um, I don't know if Fale is going to do it, right? Uh, not not Fale. I don't know if uh, if Cobb is going to do it. You know, clearly they're setting up Jay White to, to sweep 
the block on his side as well. You know, I think I think effectively moving forward, Tomohiro Ishii is no longer an entity. There's too many, like there's too many variables. You know, Great Okan, we're at the, you know, it's hard to to Great Okan hasn't wrestled yet. And he's a guy that they that New Japan really, really likes. So we'll see what they do with him. Tetsuya Naito, I think, you know, I think Naito is winning the block. I think I mentioned this last time, but I think that's what makes the most sense. He's wrestling on on the last night. I think Zack Sabre Jr. is going to have another great tournament performance here. But he's going to come up just a little short like last year. Especially coming after a win with the New Japan Cup. I don't think, it, you know, the, the booking doesn't make sense. But I think Naito losing his match against Goto is the fluke. And he's going to go on a winning streak. And you know what? This is, you know, it's typical Naito booking. In the sense that, you know, he, he, you know, the people love Naito. They want him to win. They want him to, 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 to make it to the end. And, uh, well, and D-Block is all over the place right now. D-Block is still, D-Block, everyone has wrestled once. There's a four-way tie at the top. Yoshiashi, Finley, like, like I said, the only guy who's, uh, who's a little, uh, who's, uh, in a little more trouble is Shingo because he's one and one. So he, he he can go either way at this point. We're really gonna have to see what happens upcoming in the upcoming matches with Osprey specifically. Juice Robinson is, has uh, a match coming up this week as well against Dave Finley. That'll that's going to be a crucial match to watch. Uh, probably going to be very determining when it comes to Shingo's tournament as well. Um, you, you know ELP is clearly going to want to have a good tournament here as well. So, you know, we're, we're it, it, it's, I, I don't think there are, the, the, D-Block is very interesting right now. Has a lot of outcomes, a lot of possibilities. We'll see what happens. But as it stands right now, upcoming, the next night that we have, of course, is July uh, 5th, um, which is going to be tomorrow by the time I, uh, you guys are watching this. It's going to probably have already happened at this point. Night 5 on July 24th, D-Block action is going to be represented by El Fantasmo versus Yujiro Sakashit. B-Block, Sanada versus Taichi. A-Block is going to be Jeff Cobb versus Bad Luck Fale. And uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Tetsuya Naito are going to light up the stage for the main event uh, in C-Block action. Uh, I'm very weary about uh, Night 24, not going to lie. Um, but you know what? I'm hoping. I'm uh, you know, Phantasmo is another guy who's in this for his first. It's his first year, and he's you know messing with the heavyweights. He wants to look good, so hopefully he can shake something out of fucking Ujiro. And Jeff Cobb versus Fale. I don't know what to look. God bless you, uh, in advance, Jeff Cobb. Night six. July 26, we're going to be in Karugan Hall on top of that. Great Okan taking on uh, Chase Owens. Kenta for the C block. That was B block, by the way. C block is going to be Kenta versus Evil. I'm expecting, I'm expecting, uh, 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 um, I'm expecting a bunch of, um, 
I'm expecting a bunch of nonsense, uh, uh, Bullet Club-related nonsense here. But as it stands right now, the Bullet Club stuff, the outside interference has been bare minimal, I would say enjoyable to a degree that you enjoy that kind of stuff. Like, you know, I don't want to, I don't even want to say to tolerable. Like the Gato stuff during the Jay White match was, I, I thought it was relevant in the match. I thought it added to the match as opposed to when fucking show starts running in with wrenches and, you know, we'll see. But um, I'm expecting some, some shenanigans here. Uh, probably going to try and push this Bullet Club Civil War storyline a little bit here. We'll see. Tom Lawler is going to make his debut against Lance Archer. Oh, and Great O'Conn, of course, is making his debut as well. So that'll be a win there. Tom Lawler and Lance Archer, that'll be very interesting. I'm excited to see that. And in the D block for the main event, Dave Finley versus Rock Hard Juice Robinson. Uh, Juice's uh, former tag team partners, former friends. We'll see what, uh, what ensues here. But... Uh, I think I think Juice is go, is I think Juice is going to win. I think Juice is getting a, a good tournament. I think he's going to be a player in this tournament because of his story because of his story with Will Ospreay. We're gonna we're, we're keep that in mind as we move forward here. But those are the ones that are coming up. So I'll be back on July 26 to combine nights five and six together uh, and uh, keep you posted on the comings and goings of the G1. Uh, of the G1 Climax 32. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, you leave a like on this video. Reviews, ratings, likes, shares, all that stuff. Helps out a great deal and it shows that you appreciate it. And if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment. Tell me what you, what did you think of night three? <laughs> I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, but we'll leave it at that for now. Hope everyone uh, keeps on keeping on. I sure will. And we'll see you in a couple of days for more G1 coverage. Until next time.